welcome to Beers Over Lunch. This is Jeff. And again, Blaine is out providing a warm blanket of freedom for all of you Americans out here. Uh, camping in the woods, I think. I don't know that he's actually doing any hard work, but uh, don't tell him I said that. Uh, we're at the corner of Pennsylvania, Maryland, as always, at the lovely Tin Roof Indianapolis. And I've got a fan of the show on today. I'll let Tyler introduce huge, himself. Huge fan. Uh, long time listener, first time caster. Excited to be here and shoot all things shit with my friend <laughs> Jeff here. So. Yeah, that was pretty much the requirements of having him on. Like, can you shoot shit with yeah, us? Yeah, it's big shoes to fill, you know, yeah. for Blaine, so. Yeah, little, at some point we'll have to argue. Yeah, a little, little nervous, Yeah, a little nervous. I think we'll, we'll get it done though. <laughs> So, uh, in Indy right now, big thing, everyone's talking about it. We didn't talk about our beers, man. Oh, wow. See? Good thing you're here. Good thing I'm here. Wow. Good thing I'm here. Wow. Oh, man. I'm just thrown back. Okay. <laughs> Let's do beers. Let's do that. I, I almost started with a life hack. I don't even know where I'm at right now. <laughs> yeah, let's do life beers. Life hacks first, right? That's how it works? <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Blaine's gone. Screw him. Yeah. We're, we're flipping the we're script. We're doing today. whatever we want now. Uh, I am actually drinking an IPA from Too Deep Brewing, a local brewery here in downtown Indianapolis. Um, pretty good. It tastes almost like an Imperial IPA, which is which is good. So you get a little more bang for your buck. It um, might be. You, you didn't actually hear what it was. That is true. She it definitely said. might be an Imperial IPA <laughs> that I have no idea about. Yeah. Um, Oh, it's good. I've had a few beers from Too Deep, and their stuff is generally uh, pretty solid. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it tastes like an IPA. Good so. people, yeah. I've got the uh, Founders. It's a Scottish ale, I believe she said. Um, it's uh, you know pretty dark as far as the beers I typically drink, but um, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd say it's kind of like uh, like the Wee Mac is a Scottish ale. Uh, this one hits a little harder, I think. Like. Maybe it's an imperial Scottish ale. That I don't think that exists. Well, comparing uh, Wee Mac against that beers, can't let those two go toe to toe. Yeah, but that's fair. I won't throw shade today on any brewery. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, all around, it's a good beer. It just, uh, it's definitely not my standard go-to. But uh, I was going to ask you that. So, what would be? What's like your go-to beer? Um, I like to have the exact opposite of whatever Blaine's having, so... Perfect. Uh, <laughs> I, that's, that's my rule for life. Yeah. Really. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, I do, I, I do favor the IPAs, or even just like the, um, the PAs. The PAs, pale ale? Yeah. The pale, pale ale style? Yeah. Right um, on. I, yeah, I mean, I typically do go with like the lighter color, but heavier in flavor. Yeah, I, it's always interesting. I think a lot of people ask you, like, oh, what's your favorite beer? Like, we mentioned before, I brew beer, so a lot of people think that I know all these different styles right. and all those kind of things, and then ask me what my favorite style is, and it's it's hard for me. I think it's really seasonal, you know, like, depending on sure. if it's warm out, it's more pale ale styles, um, starts getting cold, you know, you do stouts, those kind of things, your traditional stuff, but sure. it's always hard to nail down a, a beer that I'd... Oh, what they say your desert island beer oh it's right yeah the so. one you're gonna have forever yeah yep. yeah yeah i do occasionally i'll get a stout um I, I usually and i don't know 
if this is more like just Guinness or all stouts in general, but it's kind of like uh, like a nightcap beer for me. Like because like, it puts you to sleep, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, that and like no matter how much I've had to drink, if someone's like, "Hey, do you want another IPA?" There are times where I'm like, ah, "Actually, no, I yeah. can't." But if someone's <laughs> like, "Do you want this Guinness or do you want a stout?" I'm like, "Yeah, I could probably do that." It's like always smooth. It's always kind of like, yeah, you easy drink, going. Drink some stronger stouts, man. Talk about a nightcap. Yeah. Just put you right to sleep. So. <laughs> yeah. You get uh, into drinking much of like, do you do barrel aged stuff or anything like that? Have you tried any of those kind of things? Barrel aged stouts? Um, well, I've, I, had, I had one that was like a beer that was made in a whiskey barrel. That so was the worst it? thing I've ever had in my <laughs> life. Do you like whiskey? I mean, I do, but it was like the worst parts of both, right? Sounds it like was a, like sounds like a bad beer. It, well, yeah, it might have just been that, but it's like uh, it was like all the burn of whiskey and like the taste of beer. Mm. It was like very confusing in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's like the new big trend now. It's like, oh, we've got this beer, and let's just throw it in a bourbon barrel and see what happens. To right. It. Yeah. Um, sometimes really good things. Sometimes not so great things yeah because you kind of don't know right? right like depending on the barrel or the whatever was in it before any of yeah. that right yeah but and i actually i don't get enough of that process like uh you know is there actual science involved like where like you assume some amount of this bourbon is going to seep into the beer like I, yeah i mean you definitely get that a lot of times it's not a tremendous amount because it's the bourbon's for the most part gone, so it's right. almost re residual. So you're getting more taste out of. So you're not going to take like a beer that's 10% and ramp it up to like 20% because you put it in a bourbon right. barrel. You're right. getting more flavor than um, than actual alcohol. Gotcha. Uh, so they brew those specifically at a higher alcohol. Because I've noticed all the ones that are bourbon stronger. Age, yeah. yeah. They. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I know if that's just more of a you. trend. Yeah. Like take these big beers and. Put them in a bourbon barrel. I mean, the, generally those ones age well, and the ones that uh, are higher okay. ABV, like people will hold on to and save, and you know all that kind of uh, culture. Where the ones that are higher ABV will actually change over time, and kind of the flavors will change. They'll get better. Interesting kind of stuff. So that might be the correlation. I've seen people who barrel age stuff that's like five percent just right. to get character in it. But okay, yeah, nice. How long so, uh, thereabouts do you have to age something? Know. Could be a couple months, could be a couple okay. years. I think a lot of times people do like a year yeah. most of the time, and that gets good effects. So, well, it's interesting because like the actual bourbon that was in it the first time uh, was probably like 20 years, right? Like potentially, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a big. I think a lot of the the market for bourbon barrels, like people are buying them like crazy at breweries to be able to do this. So there's mm. this huge mar market now to buy barrels. Right. Um, so they're starting to charge higher prices because oh, right. it's good stuff, but. Um, funny thing about that is now there's this whole culture of like beer almost collectors I call it the baseball card Pokemon <laughs> club where they collect yeah. beers and try to track down these these beers that are super rare it's funny to see that you know you have like different different cultures beer drinkers who drink beer because they like it and beer drinkers who like it but also collect it and so when you're collecting it like is it sealed it's in the bottle yep yeah, I mean, some people collect it, save it, drink it later. Okay. Other people trade it. There's this whole. I mean, we could yeah. we could spend the entire day talking about like this trading culture that goes on with yeah. with beer, which 
not really my thing. I like drinking beer. Yeah. Some people like saving it, hanging out. Well, it on doesn't to it. age in the bottle, right? It I, will. Yeah, it will. Better It'll change or depends. Like, yeah. Sometimes stuff turns out really well, like ages over a couple of years. Um, you know. Because I, I think sometimes I drink beer that's been sitting for like five <laughs> years, and I'm like, that's the best damn thing I ever had. But that's because really? I know that I've it's been sitting for five years, so yeah. it could just be the same beer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because because. Uh, for like bourbon and whiskey and stuff, they don't count the time it's in the bottle, right? When you buy like an aged, yeah, right. So only from wine. A, from a right. brewery standpoint, they don't count it either. They won't necessarily age right. in the bottle. A brewery would sell a bottle, you know, 2016, and then you could potentially sit on that for <laughs> five years, yeah. whatever. Um, and I think that's where some of that comes from, is that people are looking for these older beers, like uh, here in Indianapolis or Indiana, excuse me. Like Dark Lord Day, you know, people want to have all these vintages of Dark Lord from, you know, t when they started in 2007 right. and being able to do verticals so you can taste like, and vertical is drinking oh, all the different years, the years of beer. Yeah. Uh, and tasting like the differences in the years and the changes and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but yeah, the, the culture around that is really interesting. Like yeah. I said, there's very different groups of people. Um, people would want to drink it then or want to want to wait you know for a long time and then there's the trading culture which is kind of you're almost chasing your white whale i think is they call they okay. call that culture whaling like <laughs> getting going really? for whales yeah, yeah. Um, looking to get like better trading a beer for a better beer yeah. like uplands beers around here they make their sours those beers are really big traders because people can't get sours in other uh, parts of the country okay. so they'll trade those beers to trade up to the next thing to you know get like i said the white whale which is very much like a baseball card kind of thing. Right. I think it's all of us that grew up trading cards and we were, you know, in the 80s and 90s are now just like, oh, I'll trade beer. You right. Know? So, so uh, I mean, you're into technology too, yep. right? You're in a technology company. Is beer trading the next Bitcoin? <laughs> I think Bitcoin's to buy beer right now. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. It's an, it's an interesting, interesting group for sure. I, sometimes I wonder about the guys that trade beer, guys, girls, like do you actually drink it or are you just always right. drinking it but yeah yeah i mean i guess you buy a six pack you save one yeah or whatever i yeah. don't know yeah that's sure. interesting though i i had no idea this underground oh, there's beer trading like the world. black market of yeah. beer right and beer trading underground yeah. yeah they could be like a whole csi on this totally and i don't even trade so i only know yeah. so much about you hear it. the stories the I lore <laughs> the yeah. lore <laughs> yeah. the dark secrets right Yes. Yeah. I think they're going to do a, a Viceland episode, <laughs> black market, beer trading. So. Yeah. This could be huge. Could. Yeah. I'm just excited that, like, we finally reached a point where, like, I can go to the worst liquor store in Indiana and get, like, a craft beer. Oh. Like, yeah, it's and, so proliferated now. you can find now. so much good stuff, too. The small places, a lot of times, will get really good beer there, mm. you know, whatever it might be it'll stay on the shelves yeah no one knows. so they're yeah. it's, they're aging it for you, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you age beer that you don't even have to do anything with yeah but yeah that is, that is a really cool thing it doesn't matter where you go um nowadays you can you can find generally pretty good beers and, yeah yeah it's, uh so you did mention that you make beer i do yeah you're a beer maker and the beer maker of beer yeah yeah 
Uh, is this uh, like a basement sort of? I don't uh, have a basement, okay. so it's a garage. More, it's a garage. Thing, then? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no one's ever said it's a living room project. <laughs> yeah, it starts yeah. as it generally starts as a kitchen thing. <laughs> right. Yeah, which yeah. is always an interesting process. But right. Yeah, I've been homebrewing for about six years. Okay. Um, started, you know, doing in the kitchen, like where most people start. You kind of start in stovetop. Uh, a lot of times they'll do a process which is called extract brewing, um, meaning you're kind of buying extract is the the um, the grains basically the okay. liquid that would be extracted, but it comes in more of like a almost like a syrup. Interesting. Okay. Um, and that cuts out a few steps in the process. You gotcha. use that to boil, create beer, whatever. Um, but I I use I do a process which is called all grain, uh, meaning more of like your traditional brewing process. You're boiling your water, you're buying your grains, you're crushing them, you're steeping those grains, mashing, mashing. as it's called, yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, mashing. So that process, mashing, holding temps, all those kind of things. And then essentially what you get as an output of mashing is wort and you boil wort to um, become beer, you know, add hops to that one whatnot. When you gotcha. talk about extract, extract kind of takes that step um, to a certain extent out of mashing you kind of jump ahead of that because you're buying the extract of grains Okay, so you can just dump that they've in. They've already boiled yep. it. They've already yep. gotcha Which there's always different schools of thought on extract versus all grain people think like if you don't all grain You're not a true brewer. Right, sure. I don't follow that school of thought. I'm like if you make good beer and it's extract then you make good beer right. I've got a friend who uh, He's an extract brewer for the most part and he won uh, like a first place in the Indiana Brewers Cup and oh, he's wow. an extract brewer so yeah. it's like you can make really good beer yeah. depending on which type of style you make I always feel like if you make the jump to all grain get ready to start spending money because <laughs> it's like you're upgrading to have you know a mash ton which is what you put the grains in mash the, the water into right. um, more kettles more all you know right brewing is not not necessarily a cheap um cheap hobby sure. people think i'm going to get into brewing because i can brew my own beer and it's going to be, be cheaper. cheaper right in the long run not so much no you way. might i mean i think your price per bottle whatever might be a good breakdown but over time it's just like you kind of go to the next thing like i i all grain brew and i don't bottle now i keg so i have a keg right uh, so right. it's like keg maintenance all yeah. that kind of stuff right, um, right. yeah it, it definitely can become an expensive hobby like most hobbies. I don't sure. think anybody has a hobby that's a cheap, cheap one. So. Uh, metal yeah. detecting? Yeah, that yeah, that yeah. one might actually... Make money off yeah, that one. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you use it to pay for your beer making. Yeah, but it's cool. I don't... Uh, I've been brewing for a while. I, I won one small competition a while back, which nice. is really cool here at Indiana City. Um, and I, I don't know. I don't really compete too much in brewing. I just like to brew. And if my friends tell me they like the beer, I feel like I did a good job. Yeah. So do you like repeat recipes then? You're yeah, like, yeah. Yep, yep. I've got a few that are like a regular ones that I make that I actually like. Some people have beers that I make that I'm not a huge fan of, okay. but they like them, so I make you them for them. You keep making them? Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, and then I've been more recently trying to like do some more of the traditional styles because a lot of times you get into brewing and you're like oh i'm gonna make this crazy beer with all oh, these different editions right. and yeah for me it's like i, I want to go back and and really get good at making um like miller a Kolsch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah been really trying to make a miller light surprisingly <laughs> enough and it's you know miller light obviously is what it is but making a pilsner is a, it's an art really for sure. yeah everybody yeah. thinks because that's their basis of what a pilsner is that it's a super easy beer to right. make there's nothing to it but making a really nice pilsner is a lot is actually work. quite a feat and the fact wow. that these big breweries 
you know, think what you will about the beer itself, the fact that they're making the same beer across, you know, multiple, right. you know, breweries across the country is, is still the pretty quality cool. Quality control, yeah. 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 yeah, so I always appreciate that. I read an article one time um, about Anheuser-Busch and them making Budweiser. And so when you make beer, obviously you have a grain base and hops and, and different additions that you're doing in there to make that beer. Well, uh, Anheuser-Busch has like this, almost like a skunk lab, skunk works lab, whatever, that they are constantly testing other ingredients uh, okay. to make Budweiser in the event that say a shortage of a particular hop, gotcha. like that hop just goes away, like yeah. the strain dies out or something, yeah. that they could make Budweiser off of a different hop based wow. on changing. So it's like, you know, say what you will about crappy whatever <laughs> beer, right. there's still a lot of science behind it, which I think is pretty cool. Right. So. Well, and the people that drink it, if it did taste different, they would know. Like, there would be a huge uproar. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, they don't have, they're not in the luxury that the craft brew industry has where it's like a beer might change right. with every single brew they do. Right. And that's just kind of how it is. Like, right. you know, you have your drinkers that have been drinking Budweiser since, you know, forever ago. Yeah. And if it changes slightly, people are going to know. Yeah. If you actually get some flavor in that beer, you might <laughs> say, what the hell is that? So. What is this? Yeah. Oh, man. Yep. Yeah, that's but, interesting. Yeah, there's there's a whole science behind it that is is really really interesting. Um, I got into it because we wanted to brew a, a pumpkin ale. Why we decided to <laughs> go right in for a <laughs> pumpkin ale, pumpkin. I do not know. Yeah. That turned out like Miller Light with pumpkin in it. It was, <laughs> yeah. it was horrible. Did you get like the the kit? Yeah, so we like... bought a, we bought a kit from the local homebrew shop here. Okay, they did not have a pumpkin ale kit. It was just like, oh, you could take this beer which is an ale and then put like pumpkin into it and you'll get a pumpkin beer. Well, most people don't understand like pumpkin doesn't have a flavor. Right. So it doesn't really do much with beer. So you have to add spices to it, which we didn't really do much of. So it was just like, okay, we made like a beer with crappy beer (laughs) that claims to have pumpkin in it. Um, (laughs) Yeah. You know, so you, yeah. And of course, every time you brew your first beer, you're like, that's the best damn thing ever. Right. even though it probably was not. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was a fun process to, to go through that. And again, we like made it in the kitchen, yeah. boiled it over on the stove, which is always a nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah everything went wrong, but the beer was drinkable. I didn't Good. get sick. So Good, That's there always go. a plus, yeah. Yeah, I yep. think, yeah, that's the weirdest thing with like home brewer and even to some extent, like new breweries. Yeah. Like what sort of like, FDA, like what's going on there? Like, I mean, at home, it's kind of a free for all, right. like anything like, else. You might actually make something non non alcoholic, right? Like, there's an uh, there's a chance that potentially that could happen. it would just not ferment out. The right. nice thing is, is generally you're going to get something in beer because okay. of like what you're putting in there, even if it gets like a weird strain in it of some kind of bacteria or whatever, it won't kill you. Okay. Yeah. And it really won't make you sick. It just ta- it makes the beer taste off. Yeah. So a lot of people think like, oh, this you know beer's gone bad or it's got some kind of infection or whatever. It sounds horrible. Right. But really all it's doing is screwing the flavor up. Gotcha. Um, from an FDA perspective, I have no idea. I just know <laughs> that I can brew 15 gallons per person at my household at any given time. So I can have 30 gallons of beer any given time. So. Per adult yeah. over 21. Yeah. And I, cl- I include my kid, my two-year-old. Right, I was saying, just right? as per person. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So it's it's an interesting thing. Like, there's not a ro- lot of regulations necessarily around the home stuff. I mean, you can't sell it. I think that's where right. they start to get involved. Sure. But, um, 
Yeah, no one's like saying even like, to your friends. You, you can, like, I mean, you can do that. I don't okay. think anybody's going to be yeah. like, hey, you can't give. It's up to your friend's discretion they if they want to donate drink your, money to your you. terrible beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. what is the largest container of uh, liquid that you have in your garage right now? Uh, I have. So, I have a kegerator. Oh, okay. Which has three kegs in it, which is the most for me because I usually do not have that much beer. So now I'm at like a crossroads. I have all this beer to drink. And I'm like, <laughs> it's five gallon kegs. Right. It's a lot of beer. Yeah. You have to have a party. I'll, I try. I'll I try to pawn invite. it off. There you yeah. go. There you go. <laughs> I try to pawn it off on people as much as possible because it's like the concept is awesome. It's great to be able to drink your own beer, but at some point you kind of hit like critical mass where like I'm done drinking my own beer. You right. know, like I want to be done with this particular beer and, and move on to something else. Right. So right. I kind of get to that, so I do try definitely try to have people over and, and drink it. So I, I mean, I think that could be the case with anyone that owns a kegerator, though, especially like if you're doing like the larger size kegs like even if you love that beer yeah like holy cow that's so it's much a lot, man yeah it is a lot yeah but yeah like i said you have people over kind of impromptu the neighbors all get to drink a lot of beer because i'm always just trying to pawn it off and, yeah and let them have it did you do growlers first to upgrade to the kegerator so no? when i started it was just bottles okay so you just go into bottling so you're you know bottling like basically like two cases which is, equates to about five gallons of beer how do you cap it what do you there's a capper like a oh, okay yeah yeah a little i don't know capping you just thing. like smash it on and <laughs> for the a little best. bit more sophisticated <laughs> than that but yeah, yeah. <laughs> more of just a mechanical thing okay. that you can cap yeah. the stuff on there pretty simple yeah Bottling is pretty easy, but it's just super time-consuming. Okay. It's a pain because you're worried about like trying to carb up that and hoping that it turns out all right in the bottles versus a keg where you just kind of carb it up. Right. And wait a couple days and then you can drink it. So nice. Nice. Yep. Yeah, I did go on exactly one brewery tour in my entire life. Nice. Um, and they had talked about kind of the struggle of like bottling and canning. Yeah. yeah. Like it's real easy for the you know kind of craft brew guys to. Um, you know, fill kegs and sell that off to like bars and restaurants, things like that. Mm. Um, but as soon as you want to reach like mass audiences, you yeah. have to start canning and bottling, and it's a lot harder. Yeah, it's a whole different market. Then you're worried about like how long your stuff sits on the shelf right. and how to get it there and, and all that. So it's, I know like a few breweries around here, they're kind of getting into that space where they want to start, they've been canning and bottling and it definitely is a big change to just serving stuff in your tap room or shipping kegs around town, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But. Well, even like uh, the quality control on growler fills too. I mean, like I had a growler once in my fridge for way too long. <laughs> and I'm like, let's just see. Yeah. I'm gonna pour it into a cup and see what happens. I'm sure that went really oh, well. God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bad. a lot of times, so the shelf life on those, if they've been opened or whatever, is only a few days. Right, so like three days or less, like, right? Yeah, yeah. Not good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But. That's tough. All right, well, we talked about beer enough, okay. right? Yeah, I sure. know, you probably if get that If anybody's a lot. still listening, yeah. right? We're <laughs> I mean, there is beer in the title. This, true. This is the That's episode true. everyone's been waiting on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're like, one day what, what they're going to talk about gonna beer. Come? Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah, so uh, other interesting things happening, and this is tangentially related to beer. That's true. Um, is the uh, State Fair. The State the Fair. The Indiana State Fair. Yes. Um, obviously Which a little biased. Which you did biased. not go to. Well, yeah, I wasn't there yesterday. But I'll, you're going to go. go, right? Yeah. I hope so. 
because it's the best state fair in the country. I will say that there are two things that you really need to go see there. Okay. The world's largest boar mm. and the second world's largest boar. Wow, we have them both. Both of them. Wow. Which I was like, how is that possible that Indiana has the two biggest pigs right. in the world? Yeah. Or boars or whatever boars. you want to call them. Right. Sure. Yeah. Huge. Looks like a pig though, right? Huge. Yeah. I mean, I'd, technically, our pigs, right? Right. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> That, and I guess that another interesting thing with that, like how who is making that distinction? Who has measured all the boards? Guinness Book of World Records. Were they right? there? No, actually. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah. what I was wondering. I'm like, how are they both in Indiana? And are they the world's biggest pigs in Indiana? Or is this like marketing? <laughs> right. I wasn't really sure on that, but but it, it seemed plausible though. Right? Yeah, they were definitely freaking huge. Okay. Though. Yeah. Well, Not doing a whole lot, laying there, right. stinking up the place. Yeah. So. You gotta go experience That's the pig barn, bacon. the smelliest place in yeah. Indiana for a short <laughs> period of time. Yeah, I feel like last year I went and all the animals were already gone. Because uh, like they like do the judging, yeah. right? And then yeah. pretty much everyone packs up. Bails out. Yeah. yeah. So, See, we went early this year and I don't think any of the animals had gotten there yet. So uh, there was like a okay. few pigs, yeah. but nothing else in the in the, the barns. But yeah, it's always an interesting experience to go check out all the animals for sure. Yeah. But, so I just learned from you minutes before we started recording mm. that not only is there beer at the state fair, yes, hard liquor. Apparently hard liquor, which I always thought they do keep the beer at the Indiana State Fair, fair contained in a building. Right. So at least people can't get super drunk at the fair and then go out and fight at the midway or whatever. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so they try to keep that contained. And it's $7 for a very small pour of beer, which was really Right, so no really one's upsetting. getting hammered. No one's getting hammered. Yeah. But now you can get hard liquor, which was a big deal for Indiana. And I think it's related to the concert. So I think that's just going to open up the nightlife oh, a whole wow. bunch. Yeah. So yes. only at the concert venue or like I, just They weren't super clear on that, but I yeah. think so. Producer Sam says yes. Okay. So. big Budweiser tent right next to the concert. Okay. okay. Yeah. They have wine, too, yeah, that's true. They that's do have wine. Beer and wine and then, yeah. They try to class it up by being like, here's how <laughs> this stuff really is made. Yeah. 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 Super small pours. Seven bucks, like I said, for a really small pour of beer. I'm like, yeah. someone's making a, a boatload of money out oh, of this. Yeah. And they, I always find it interesting that they use the bottom-up fill thing oh, for those yeah. cups. Yeah. Which, sorry if anybody that's involved in that is listening, but I feel like that's more of a gimmick than <laughs> a benefit. Yeah. Um, there's no head on the beer, right? Yeah. There is to a certain extent, but it, I mean, it's perfect pour. That's the that's the nice thing about it. Is, you is get a it actually pour. a perfect pour? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, because I think they're just going based off of whatever the ounces are that the couple fill. Okay. So the bartender can just it. Yeah. put the cup down, fill it up, but it comes out really easily, though. It does. Oh yeah. The oh yeah. You can put your cup. finger in it. Yeah. 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 That's a that's a fun party trick. Oh yeah. It has definitely. To just pop the bottom out yeah. of those things. Well, I got a guy to do it to himself. Oh, he was nice. like, "What's in the bottom of my cup?" I was like, "I don't know. Why don't you just like reach, reach up and yeah, yeah. for the for the Last listeners here beer. to give you a visual of what we're talking about. Just think of a plastic cup with a hole in the bottom of it, a washer mounted to that, and then a magnet that sits on top of the washer to hold the liquid in there. So, yeah. some really really fancy tech. Yeah, I mean, kudos to the guy who invented it. But yeah, it's I, it's a cool idea. I was I think I was saying like. Their cups generally aren't reusable. So right. They have a ton of waste. Right. And then you're like using a washer and a magnet that always gets thrown away. I'm like, right. there's got to be a simpler way to okay, do yeah, this. Yeah, can you but... even recycle those? I mean, maybe. Yeah. But... You threw your cup away, 
yeah yeah one benefit and this might just be at the uh carl household is that um the the magnet that holds it on yeah. you can keep that as a souvenir that is true yeah i didn't even think about that because like at colt stadium Lucas they Oil, it. they, yeah. it's like a Colts hat on it or whatever, helmet, not a hat, they wear helmets, but, uh, <laughs> football hats, <laughs> football hat. uh, oh, that'll reduce concussions, yeah. football hats, <laughs> just put them in hats, <laughs> uh, yeah, so you could get like a little branded one, and nice, yeah, yeah. so, uh, I don't know, if your hey. fridge is looking pretty boring, you need some more magnets, yeah, you this for place. sure, yeah, currently working on stickers, brewery stickers, okay, so I did, so. yeah, stickers and then magnets yep it's a process yes yeah so yeah there was beer um that was pretty pretty tame so beers i feel like uh um you mentioned how they try to like class it up a little and like explain the beer last year they did more of a process to explain to you like this is how beer is made and this Uh, is how wine is made this year was more like hey just come drink alcohol Mm. you can have beer at the fair so right. they didn't do it as much, but they do keep it like in a pavilion and try to make more of this experience. Like it's the beer expo. Right? Essentially. Like, yeah. 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 Air conditioned pavilion. Okay. Yes. It does have air conditioning. It was That's a saving good. grace yesterday when it was like 91 <laughs> degrees outside yeah. and everybody was sweating. And we're yeah. like, let's, let's get some beer. beer. Yeah, yeah. Beer's a good choice. Well, I feel like, um, and sometimes I actually enjoy this, but at beer festivals, it's very similar where like they kind of sell it, I feel like they sell it multiple ways, right? Mm-hmm. To, to some crowds, they like for twenty five dollars, you get a tiny cup and you can fill it as much you as you super want with drunk. beer, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, but then like obviously to the craft beer people, they like you get to explain your beer to all these people. Yeah. So like it's kind of a, a crapshoot when you walk up to the tent. Oh yeah. You're like, is this guy gonna talk to me for ten minutes about how he makes this beer? Yep. Or is he gonna pour it and let me walk away? I've worked a couple of those, and the favorite thing is, is like people just come up and they're like, "Oh, I want to give me your sour." You like, mean? Oh, uh, we don't make yeah. a sour. And they're like, "What do you mean?" Yeah. Like, what What do you mean? You know, like, <laughs> right. Yeah. Like not even waiting to like just, see what's available. Just going up there with this preconceived yeah. idea, like I'm gonna need this beer from mm-hmm. you. Like every brewery makes the same beer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Love your Miller Lite, please. Yeah. I'm just really trashing Miller Lite today. This is good. Blaine's not here. I'm just yeah. laying it on. I said he's taking pictures of people sleeping in their bunks currently. Yeah, very important job. That's right. Someone's got to do it. Saving us. Yeah. Uh, yep. But so, yeah, I mean, it, it is interesting sometimes when there's like a very unique thing, which I know is mostly marketing. When they're yep. like, we pick our hops at night. Oh yeah. So they you know, like I, pick them at night. <laughs> right. I don't know. I just made that up. But like things like that. Yeah. It sucks me in though. I'm like, tell me more. I'll we'll have more that of beer, that please. marketing spin from the. I like how we we're, we're back to beer now. I know. We, we transitioned from I did it. from the fair, fair back to beer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would, the marketing spin uh, that is put on some of the bigger beers. You know, like right. the vortex. Oh, we've, we've triple hopped our beer. Vortex. Yeah. It's like, well, triple hopping isn't. Right. A, you know, it's a thing. You add hops three times, but yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah. Yeah. All right, we can get back to the fair. Back Let's to the, the fair. fair. Let's talk about fried food. Yeah. We had so much pre-show content related to fried food. We yeah. really got to dig into that, right? Let's, let's we have to start with fried butter. Fried butter. Fried butter. So okay. the big thing at the Indiana State Fair is there's always like the new thing that's fried. Newest deep fried. The newest trend. deep fried thing. Like yeah. we deep fried a shoe this year. It's it's delicious. Yeah. You know, like, people are eating shoes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't quote me. Yeah. Don't fact we check. We haven't fact checked. I believe that. that's true. People are eating shoes. Uh, so 
butter. I think this year, yes, yeah, so butter is always kind of the thing, which is okay. I'm like cool. I don't never like, tried it. People are just eating butter. Yeah, just deep fried butter. Sticks of butter. I believe it's like a, a piece. Cube. Okay. Like a cube, yeah. So it's like a not butter a crouton. It's not like a Homer Simpson breakfast, you know, waffle, <laughs> right. butter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, right. So this year's thing was deep fried s'mores, which I did not see anywhere. Interesting. But apparently that was the thing to get like this that year. That hit the news, yeah. but then no so one actually like, had it. Yeah. Yeah. I had a deep fried Oreo, okay. which was decent. Deep fried cookie dough, which was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That um, one seems plausible because, like, worst case, it just turns into a cookie. Right? Well, it turns into, like, liquid cookie dough because okay. it's so hot. So hot, yeah. So it, it doesn't was, even bake. It just, no, it's yeah. just in yeah. there, which is really good. But I do appreciate the culture around, like, deep, deep frying things? everything. Yeah. I did, I don't know if you heard this episode as a longtime listener, mm. the 4th of July, we deep fried a lot of things. Yes. I tried a, a Twix bar and... All the chocolate just melted out, <laughs> and we just like the crispiest like wafer cracker. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was actually good though. So did you batter it and then we tried one of each. Okay, so you tried to just throw it in there one with the in chocolate. To see what oh, happens. I can't imagine that was gonna go no, well, right? It did not. Yeah, uh, and then we battered it. I think our batter was a little light. Okay. I think when you're like deep frying something that can easily melt, yeah, it's got to be like a really hard packed batter. Okay. And this was a liquid batter. Mm. Right. Which leads into my question from earlier. Okay. Deep fried Pepsi and deep fried Kool-Aid. Right. We talked about this yesterday, and I feel like I Googled this at one point because I was like, how the hell do you do that? Because I can't imagine it's just like you open Liquid it up and, and it's Pepsi in there. Right. You know? Yeah. Like it's yeah. got to be. It becomes like a, like a pop cookie. Because like you can't put a straw in it and just drink Kool-Aid. Like yeah. Okay, so they make like almost like a you batter a with it. Okay. Uh, okay. So it's in the. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. Flour, baking powder, and salt. So it's like it is like a. So you have like a gotcha. deep fried ball dipped in a Kool Aid esque batter. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's still like it, anytime you're claiming that you're deep frying a liquid. Yep. I think there should be a little more transparency. Right. I know, like, like my my dumb mind back in the day was like, what do they have? Like a frozen like ice cube of Pepsi that they batter and then right. they throw in there, and then you, you open that's it up. That's what I like, would do. Pepsi. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> I can't exactly what that works I would out do. well. But. Right. And how are they freezing all of these Pepsi pops? Oh, yeah. Man. So oh, much, man. so many logistical questions there. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, this year was pretty good. Uh, I I had a burrito there, which is not very fair food of me. Yeah. But. What the heck. I wanted lunch, man. Just I was like burrito. starving myself, and I was like, it was so hot yeah. that I chose to get a burrito with a bunch of jalapenos on it. So, Smart. not it, not thinking. I think if you get your core temperature equal Higher to than that, outside, yeah, then you don't feel it. Yeah, I believe that's true. Yeah, yeah. Science, yeah, very yeah. much science. <laughs> yeah. State fair science. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you have a turkey leg? Did you get? No, I didn't no. do any of that. Like, I had a little bit of the deep fried stuff, but didn't go crazy this year. Last year, I mean, I had. I came through the gate and I was like, I don't know, <laughs> just deep like on fried a cheese, yeah. deep fried this, and then I think I was in there for 15 minutes and I was about ready to fair puke. It oh, it's the worst. So yeah. hot. Yeah. So much fried food. I think it's important to point out too that there's plenty of food that's terrible for you that's not deep fried. That's true. Right. Like, it's true. Like, but how do you make it better for you? You fry deep it. Deep fry it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's true. So, like, the, the turkey leg, like, the medieval times, like, literally people walking around with, Yeah, like, with the turkey leg. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, that's not great. That's more protein than a human can consume, should consume in a day. It's true. Um, I'm sure there's other, there was uh, the brisket maybe, right? That someone... Brisket. I always like the corn on the cob on the okay. stick. Yeah. I feel like that is corn just... Corn on cob on stick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is setting you up for a really, like, annoying rest of your fair time, just picking <laughs> corn out of your teeth. My teeth, yeah. Yeah, not, not where I want to go with that. Well, luckily, they're deep frying it now. Not, well, that, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that makes it better. Healthier. Yeah, I think yeah. We definitely healthier. healthier. Yeah. 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 Um, a, another uh, similar on a stick deep fried dish... Uh, uh, meatballs. Mm. Meatballs that seem to be breadstick shaped. So they, I assume they're breaded yep. and then deep fried. I mean, that's kind of a genius idea. It sounds delicious. It's like, I mean, a, it's like uh, Kilroy's. All of our IU fans will appreciate that. The yes. stuffed breadstick. Like, basically, that's what it is. Essentially, yeah. On a stick, though. A stick on a stick. Well, when you're at the fair, the optimal way to consume any food is, is on via the stick. The stick. Yes. Yeah. Portability, yeah. you know. I mean, you're a lot of walking there. <laughs> right. So it's got to yeah. be portable. Well, that's how you work up the appetite. That's true. From all the walking. That's true. Yeah. But you can take those tractor trailer things around the fair, which, I mean, come on. Yeah. Come on. I'm, I, we, we try to be as middle of the road as possible on this show. But I'm judging the people <laughs> on the tractor. I mean, at don't the get me fair. wrong. There are a lot of elderly people, and I understand sure, that. But sure. some people are just like, I'm not walking from one end to the other. <laughs> right? Like, Come yeah. on. Yeah. It costs a whole dollar to ride that thing too. Which they I charge? Was, I, I was complaining about it. I'm yeah. Like, what if I just sat down on that? Yeah. They have like scouts that are checking Whoa. for you. Oh yeah. Well, in the event that someone is elderly and can't get around, that's like extortion i know right wow charge them a whole dollar yeah but you get a whole lap so you can see the whole fair <laughs> via the trailer wait it's not like an all-day pass yeah no one lap oh wow it is explicitly stated on the yeah. sign one lap <laughs> all right yes. sam what else we got well you mentioned healthy food and they do have this place called island noodles that was featured isle of noodles island Island Ooh, noodles. Island okay. noodles. Okay. noodles, chicken, vegetables. So there is a healthy, healthy option, option for no one listening that wants healthy mm. food. Yes. We well, so we wondered that too. One of the one of our coworkers, since it was a coworker outing, is vegetarian. Mm. And butter. I thought to myself, Wait, like, what are work? you going to consume? Because yeah. are they frying all this stuff in peanut oil, or is it oh, all like in fat? You know? Right. There were vegetarian options. There were? Like, like a lemon shake-up? At one point, yeah. She, got, she was able to get a lemon shake-up. <laughs> really enjoyed it, though, right? Yes. Yeah. The yeah. emphasis on the grilled cheese, which would also, could also be a It's true. Option. Yeah. It's true. There yeah, is like grilled cheese. Like a mac cheese. and cheese grilled cheese. Yeah, Ooh. we said she could, uh, she could get a pickle. Okay. Yes, she could have a pickle. Um, I like An this. elephant ear, if it's not fried in fat. <laughs> right. <And laughs> I, I do like, though, um, this trend where... Like, cheese is being replaced with macaroni and cheese. Yes. Yes. This isn't just the fair. Like, this is... Like, yeah. Oh, you have a burger with macaroni and cheese on it? On it. it. Yeah. 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 It's so great. It's like you took cheese and made it better. Right. Yeah. By putting... Yeah. That does look good. Oh, yeah. Well, I think... Is it Burger King? That That was a grilled cheese, by the way. Oh, yeah. For everyone (laughs) that can't see. Yeah. For our visuals. Uh, it's It's a Burger King dish that is a Cheeto 
I've seen that. You've seen this. Like right. stuffed with macaroni and cheese. Yeah. What the yes. fuck? Amazing. Right? <laughs> yeah. So it's like all the best worst things for you right. in one dish. I speaking of Burger King, let's yeah. segue over oh, to Burger go. King. Let's do now. it. Yeah. Um, do you see that now you can get a Whopper as a burrito? The no. Whopperito. What? Yeah. That's I so think smart. Burger King was like, screw it. We're yeah. just gonna go crazy. Like we have these we have hot dogs now. Right. We have Burger King hot dogs. Right. And Cheeto mac and cheese. Right. And now we have a Whopper burrito. Why not burrito. make a burrito? Right? Right. Well, it's like Hardee's has Red Burrito. It's true. Like, they've worked but together. But at least they made that into, like, a business. Mm-hmm. You know, like a whole separate thing. Right. Burger King was like, hey, we got this Whopper. Right. Let's, Let's just put it in, put a, it in tortilla. a tortilla. Right. <laughs> tortilla. <laughs> we got these tortillas here. Let's just make it a Whopperito. Yeah. So. I, and actually, I will say that about Burger King. Is they don't give a fuck, but I feel like right? I feel like they're taking a cue from like Jack in the Box, who's like, oh, that's true. Yeah, like I went there one day to get breakfast, and I don't yeah. eat there a whole bunch. I was like, oh, cool, they got like a breakfast burrito. And yeah. I was like, uh, give me a hash brown on the side. Not really reading the menu, start digging into this thing, and it's literally like a br- breakfast burrito with a hash brown in, in it, it. Oh, with okay. nacho cheese on top of it. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That sounds like the best way to start your day. It was so overwhelming. I was just like, I don't know what I've got myself into. And I have this extra hash brown now. <laughs> was it a weekend? At least? Did you take a nap? It was definitely a weekend. Yeah, okay. I felt so bad yeah. afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Definitely need a nap after yeah. something like that. Yep. I, I kind of appreciate the fast food restaurants that are like, yeah, we could be healthy, mm-hmm. but nah, we're not gonna do that. Right. We're just gonna we're just gonna say screw it. Right. Do and they're like, want, oh, right? we have to put our calories on the menu. Mm, Good. Fine. Thousand. Yeah, thousand. How do you feel about? Yeah. E- easily a thousand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fifteen hundred, even better. <laughs> yeah. I know. I see. I struggle with that. The calories on the menu now. Right. I'm thinking too much. Right. Back in the day, I was just like, yes, that's all of delicious. the food, please. It's chicken. It's gotta be healthy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What do you the mean? Salads are mind blowing. Oh right? yeah. Yeah, and you're like, how is that 1,800 calories? Right. Okay, so I can eat that sandwich or that salad today, and then right. I'm done. Yeah, so. and dre- like not even including dressing. Somehow the lettuce is just caloric. It's fried. So they found a way to make fried. lettuce. Yeah. They yes. took it off the burgers. I yeah. think that's yeah. what happened. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. All right, so we, we're pretty much at our, at our limit here oh, man. for listenership. This is when it starts dropping off. I figured they were off at like minute two. Minutes. Yeah, minute no, two. They were no. like, oh, beer, boom, gone. <laughs> They're uh, like, oh, Blaine's not here? Gone. gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Half the people just deleted this one. That's they right. just read the description and deleted it. Yeah, I know. I wanted to give a disclaimer. Anything I said about beer that was wrong, I'm sorry. I don't claim to be an expert. So. Yeah. No, you don't need a disclaimer on this show. Yeah. Oh, that's right. We just make no stuff fa- up. Yeah. yeah. Everything I told you was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so as mentioned previously, we have to life hack. Yes. I know you came prepared with one. Nope. I know you've got I th- one. I thought about it in the car when I was driving in this morning, and I was like, man, what is my, uh, what is my life hack? Yeah. You, right. I'm going to let you roll All right. with that I'll, first. I'll start. I also didn't come prepared, but I'm pretty good <laughs> on my feet with life hacking. There are days, well, in Blaine even, uh, on our, our movie episode, mm. threw me a curveball last minute. Instead of life hack, it was movie. So uh, I am pretty good at just buying time by talking about something not relevant. Yes. And then also immediately following that with a made up life hack. 
which would be if you're at the state fair and you want something healthy, mm. deep fry it. Exactly. Yeah. That is, yes. See? I, I, I think that's a life hack. Yeah. Well, okay, how about this? <laughs> uh, just go ham. It's state go fair ha- week. No. See, that's the way I, I treat it. Yeah. Don't go to the state fair and try to eat good things. Right. Just freaking. Just do it. Go. Yeah. Go yeah. for it. Yeah. Go for it. Did we just combine our life hacks? It kind of. Did we just I'm become gonna, best friends? Oh yes. Yes, <laughs> we did. You want to turn our beds into bunk beds? Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh man, my life hack. Uh, mine's more related to state fair as well. Uh, go to the pig barn. Yes. Before you eat a burrito, <laughs> not after, yeah. but before. If you want to keep the burrito down. Oh yeah, because there were literally three pigs yeah. in the pig barn. Well, there's piglets, but they're not. They're right. like one pig, so there's four pigs, I guess, right? <laughs> four pigs. Yeah. And we went there straight after eating food. Oh man. And only that many pigs, and usually that place is full. Yeah. The smell was horrible. Oh man. Well, it's the world's largest. Yes. So yeah. So the world's the largest smell. everything. Yeah. Yeah. The smell increases yep. too. So definitely go see the pigs or yeah. any animal for that measure at the state farm or state fair before you before eat. you eat. That's it'll a work good out call. well for you. Yeah. All right. Yes. Well, I want to thank you again for for being on. No problem. Thanks uh, for having me on. Yeah. And as always, rate and review. Tell your friends to rate and review too. Yes. And um, follow them on Twitter. Twitter. There's that. Beers Lunch Pod. Yeah. What else do we have? A Gmail probably? Email, email your complaints, grievances. Uh-huh. Deep Corrections. Thoughts, corrections. Yeah. Beers Over Lunch at gmail.com. Yeah. And we'll see you here next week. See you guys.